Hi, and welcome to another What's Up podcast. This is Becca Martin-Brown, Features Editor for the Northwest Arkansas Democrat Gazette, and I am actually in the studio with my guest, Morgan Hicks. How delightful. And we're going to talk about the Arkansas Shakespeare Theater's production of The Tempest. Morgan, as you know, is one of the founders of Theater Squared and is Arts Engagement Director for Theater Squared and teaches at the university and somehow found time to direct The Tempest for Arkansas Shakespeare Theater. Welcome to the studio. Thank you so much for having me, Becca. I'm so happy to be here. It's so much more fun, I told you. So much more fun to see your face in person instead of on Zoom. I don't know when we've seen our faces in person. It might have been before the pandemic. It's been a minute. Yeah. It's been a minute. Unfortunately, Morgan does not, or fortunately for her, Morgan doesn't age, just in case you wonder. <laughs> so I go back to the era of Roger Gross at yes. the University of Arkansas. Yes. The king of all things Shakespeare. The illuminary, Yes. How do you, I'm fascinated with how you start with a cast to understand Shakespeare's language. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big issue for Shakespeare, right? Because we have a lot of people have a lot of feelings of intimidation around the language of Shakespeare. And so, first of all, you just have to like, get a cast of people that um, understand it well enough to show up at an audition and make sense of it. Um, And then you get around the room once you're already cast and you've started rehearsals. And it takes a while um, to get to the point where we don't just know things vaguely or sort of in general, but we really, really know specifically what we're saying every single minute. Um, And so so it took us about a week um, just to kind of unpack all of the language and really understand. If I were saying this in contemporary language, I would say it like, this, the Shakespeare chooses to say it like this, and how do I embody all of that language with the same intention? I'm always surprised in every show, though, there's things you need to look up. Yeah. In uh, Little Shop of Horrors, feel the Sturm and Drang in the air. Right, right. Did German, anybody Sturm look and that Drang. Up? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you did a table read mm-hmm. for about a week? Yeah, we worked on table for about a week. Um, we spent um, the first day we read it all together, and then we went through sort of scene by scene and, and really tried to figure out what the characters were doing, what they were saying, um, what was actually happening there. And then what you find is, you know, over the course of a month of rehearsal, um, your first impression evolves, and um, and the thing that you thought it was, it turns out to be something else altogether. Um, so you get beyond just the surface and deeper and deeper. You get to get to the bone of it sometimes. Now, I know you had Stephen Marzoff as mm. Prospero, yes. who has a background in Shakespeare. But in our interview, Grace Taylor said the cutest thing about embodying Ariel was the easiest thing she'd ever done. Oh, that's so amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Grace is such a physical actor, and Ariel is such a, like, sort of um, uh, ethereal, physical character. Mm -hmm. And so that sort of makes sense to me that she figured out um, how she related to that character in a physical way. Uh, And I think that 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 makes sense. There's a lot of language. Ariel carries a lot of language, but her physicality is probably more important even than that. Tell our listeners the story of The Tempest. Okay. Well, there is a, um, a duke. 
um, who has been uh, overthrown, usurped by his brother, and has been sort of sent away, sent to sea um, with his young three-year-old daughter. And they wind up on this de- deserted island. They're the only ones there. Um, they're only the only humans there. Uh, he One of the reasons that he was usurped was because he was spending too much time in the library um, because he had uh, dreams of being a sorcerer. So he was studying magic and the dark arts um, instead of paying attention to his country and, and ruling his country. And so he was set to sea. Um, and so he's been there for about 12 years um, with the with the daughter. She's getting older. And um, this particular day, this auspicious day, um, as always is the case with a play, like why is today different from every other day? What happens on this day is that there's a giant storm and it just so happens that uh, a boat carrying the brother and um, the the king of Naples in Shakespeare, we, we cast a queen, um, but the queen of Naples and all of their people happen to be on this boat um, during this tempest and they are washed ashore onto the island. And so. the cute boy that's going to fall for the daughter. <laughs> yes, the cute boy who happens to be of great age to fall for the daughter. Um, and so we get to, to um, see all of that, the, the tempest, the literal tempest, but also the disruption um, of this you know, normal course of events um, that, that puts everything up in the air and we have, to, we have three hours to figure out how it all shakes out. Intimidating for you to direct the Tempest? Um, I think it's, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it's a play that's been done for you know four or five hundred years. Lots of people Nothing have to worry done about. it. There are a lot of expectations around it. It's you know Shakespeare's maybe most magical, most important play to him. Um, so a little intimidating, maybe. Um, but I've been working um, with Shakespeare for for a while. Uh, I've done the Shakespeare Academy at Theater Square for about. 12 or 13 years. So um, if you can kind of work with 10 to 14-year-olds or 10 to 18-year-olds rather um, and and uh, find meaning in Shakespeare with them, then there's there's something really liberating when you get a chance to work with people that are the proper age of the characters. And so to me, it was intimidating, but also really fun and um, exciting and in a lot of ways easier. <laughs> Talk about the decision. You know, all sorts of things can be done to Shakespeare. Yes. I think there was a university production years ago that was all black plastic bags. Yes, yes. <laughs> this is not. Yeah, there are high concept Shakespeare productions, and I kind of love a high concept. I think that a lot of times when you're looking at a classic piece um, that feels like there's a lot of uh, distance between the piece and the audience, doing a concept or contemporizing or making it modern can help us get closer to the material, can, can help our contemporary audience feel closer to the material. Um, but in this instance, I feel like the story is so universal and makes so much sense, is so relatable. I mean, you've got um, somebody that's feeling betrayed, somebody that's falling in love, somebody that's feeling put upon and that they're not having the liberty that they should have. You've got really relatable characters. Um, and so to me, um, I just wanted to sort of get out of the way. I didn't want to impose anything onto the story that would add an extra layer of distance for the audience. I just wanted us to be able to hear Shakespeare Spears language, um, see the story play out, and connect to these these um, characters that are true now, but were also true 500 years ago. And so you'll see a set that you expect from a Tempest. Yeah. And you'll see costuming that you expect from the 1600s. Yeah, pretty much. And I assume you'll hear the language 
with an accent. Um, we do not do an accent. Really? Yeah, we are just, we're using our normal um, speaking accents. We're not doing a, a British accent. Oh, because, I think that makes it so much easier yeah, to understand. It's very, it's much easier to understand, I think. Um, and then also, it, it would have been done with an English accent uh, in Shakespeare's time, but it, it's set in um, an island off the shore of who knows where um, with characters that are from France. And so it doesn't really necessarily, um, or Spain, um, so it doesn't necessarily require a very specific accent. I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah. And there's sort of a house elf? Um, there is a, a, a spirit. There is a spirit um, who has a group of spirits that she, she hangs with. So there's um, the spirit Ariel who is... Uh, Prospero's right hand um, uh, servant, um, and she has got a crew of of rough magic characters mm -hmm. that um, do all of the bidding on the island, help him do his magic. But does she also have a wish to be free? She does. So she's working on her liberation, um, and he says, "If you can do all of these things for me during this time, then I'm going to leave this island. I'm going to set you free." So if you're scared of Shakespeare, okay, you've got people falling in love. Mm -hmm. You've got a house elf. Yes. We've got it, a monster. You've got a monster. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound very difficult. We got sailors. You got monsters. You got live music. We're doing a lot of live music um, before the show, during the show, during intermission. Um, so we're trying as much as we can just to welcome people in and to make people feel comfortable. Um, and I, I um, my favorite thing that happened during um, the dress rehearsal was that we had some audience members, uh, invited audience members there. And we had a few people that were like, we know Shakespeare very well. This was good. But then we had a couple of people who were like, I don't like Shakespeare. Shakespeare, and I don't understand Shakespeare, but I understood every single word. I understood what was happening. I wasn't lost at all. Um, I was having a great time, and I was, you know, really, really engaged and invested. And so to me, that was the goal. Um, we, we love to do Shakespeare for people that love Shakespeare. I'd love to do Shakespeare for people that don't know that they love Shakespeare. And that was always what Roger said, if the actors understand it. Absolutely. So will the audience. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that's true. Now, you had to travel with this show. We are traveling it, yes. So it's starting in Conway. It's a it's a co um, collaboration between the University of Arkansas, the University of Central Arkansas, and the Arkansas Shakespeare Theater. So it's in residency right now in Conway for two weekends, and then it moves to Fayetteville um, the end of June, beginning of July. And then there's also, if you didn't think this moved fast enough, the complete works of William Shakespeare abridged. Absolutely. So we're only telling one story. They've got to tell all 37 of them um, within a, a two-hour try. Um, so time. So, um, so Is your cast crossing over? We do not cross over cast. Their cast um, uh, is going to be touring the show and has performances sort of at the same time as some of our shows. So we couldn't actually share. They have an amazing cast. They have such a talented crew with, um, uh, with Quinn... Gassaway and Heather Hooten, and like they just have a great team, and so I would have loved to have used them, but uh, but you know you can't be greedy, you can't have all the best. <laughs> and who else will theater fans in Northwest Arkansas recognize in this show? In our show, um, we have Stephen Marzoff, who is playing our Prospero. He's a fantastic actor that you would have seen um, very often at Theater Squared. Um, we have a group of um, six of the 
recently graduated MFA class, so the the MFA cohort um, that has come through the university and has been with us there for four years, they're all in the show. Um, We have a a couple of students that are coming in, or one student that's coming in as uh, a new MFA student, Mackenzie Gordon, um, who is fantastic and is playing our Miranda. Um, And I'm trying to think of who else. Betsy Jilka, who's been um, a longtime uh, actress here in I immediately see her dancing with someone in Christmas. Carol. Yes. Um, so I think that, that you'll recognize a lot of familiar faces, but then we also had the opportunity to bring in some people um, that are local to Little Rock, some fantastic performers, um, professional actors from that region too. So it's fun to be able to collaborate beyond just the people that we're familiar with here. And we should tell people, chances are limited. It's a it's a very limited run. So it's only performing for two Days. It's having um, a Friday evening and a Saturday afternoon here um, in Fayetteville. And it's in a black box theater uh, in three-quarter thrust, um, so very limited seating. So we really need you to get those tickets fast if you want to see it. And it's alternating in those time slots with the complete works. That's right. So we only have – we have one evening and one afternoon, and they have one evening and one afternoon. Yeah. This is happening at the Global Campus Theater. Tickets are 10 to $20. And they can get them at Arkansas Shakes or ArcShakes.com? I think that's right. Yeah, ArcShakes.com. <laughs> What's next for you? What's next for me? Um, I am – what is next for me? I'm right now in the middle of camps at Theater Squared. So we're doing all of our, um, right, we're, this week we're doing a comedy camp with 10 to 18 year olds. Um, we've got a Shakespeare Academy coming up and, um, all of those camps. And then we go right into the school year. So I'm really excited about, um, I'm, uh, stepping in to, uh, be the, the mentor for the MFA directors coming this fall. So I'm really excited about that, that new opportunity with them. Super fun. Thank you for coming to talk to us. You can read the story Sunday in What's Up. And if you haven't met Morgan Hicks, she's the bubbly person you'll see next weekend at the Global Campus Theater with her troupe doing The Tempest. Thank you so much, Becca. This is Becca Martin-Brown, and this is another What's Up podcast. Come hear us again. Mm-hmm.